Old Pilot's Plain Tales. This week, something a little different. We're conducting an interview with Lisa Anderson, who's starting out her career as a pilot in Australia. All right, APGS, uh, we're sitting here at Jandakot Airport. Uh, it's in Australia, Western Australia to be precise. And uh, we spend a lot of time uh, on the APG talking about how young pilots get into aviation and what kind of a, a road they choose uh, on their way towards a final career in a cockpit. So uh, I thought it'd be interesting to have a word today with Elise Anderson, who's halfway through her journey really to uh, the front seat of a huge airliner hopefully sometime in the future uh, and um, she's out here in Australia uh, and working at the Royal Aero Club as a flying instructor. Hi everyone well when I was 18 years old uh, after being born and raised in Vancouver um, I decided to pack my bags and head for Western Australia. Um, living here I started a university degree in aviation and started my flying training. Ten years later I've found I haven't yet made the move back to Canada and I'll probably be here a little bit longer. Interesting. Uh, why did you choose this particular path to do a university degree and uh, was there something special about coming to Australia that made it easier? Um, not necessarily degree-wise. I come from a family of many aviators and so from a young age I knew I wanted to fly. Um, coming to Australia was more something to do that was a little bit different when I was 18 and once I got involved with the degree, which was something I'd always wanted to have under my belt, um, the ball just started rolling from there. I think that uh, the degree for me offered an opportunity to work in aviation um, should I unfortunately one day not be able to hold a medical. Um, I felt it might open a few more doors for me other than sitting up the front of the cockpit. So you're one of the newest generation of uh, commercial pilots joining the industry. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about the kind of training you've done so far? Um, I began my training about eight years ago um, at the Royal Aero Club, which is private training. Um, I achieved a general flying progress test and moved on to a private pilot's licence. Um, from there I had a few years to finish off the degree and save up the money for the rest of it. I completed my commercial pilot's licence along with a night rating and an aerobatics endorsement and uh, quickly followed with an instructor rating and I've been working as an instructor now for two years at the Royal Aero Club. Oh, that's brilliant. Uh, that doesn't sound easy, uh, trying to earn money, uh, to pay for your flying, etc. What have you been doing to do that? Um, damn near impossible. <laughs> uh, through my aviation degree, I worked as a dance teacher, which was something I'd been a dancer since I was very little. Um, I did that teaching kids how to dance, and I also work as a Pilates instructor. So keeping up those part-time jobs um, certainly saw me through uni and allowed me to save up the money, um, come and spend it all in one quick hit. Um, and I continue to work those jobs now to support my flying habit. <laughs> That's a great way of describing it. So how do you see your career developing and what kind of flying would you like to do in the future? Um, the next step for me would be to get an, an instrument rating. Um, from there there's a few opportunities that uh, hopefully will present themselves. One is to remain as an instructor um, and hopefully build up some multi-engine time teaching on twins and possibly teaching instrument ratings. Um, the other one is to try and 
branch out of the instructing field um, and into a regional airline, which there are quite a few of here in WA at the moment with a um, quite a large mining industry. Um, start there and then possibly stay there or move on to a large international airline. The big money seems to be flying the big jets. So uh, is that your ultimate aim when you're, say, my age? Yes, probably is the short answer. But what I'm realising at the moment is with the airlines that tend to be hiring the most, um, it's a matter of choosing the dream lifestyle over the dream job. So if I want to stay in Australia, which at this stage that's what I'm leaning towards, it may mean um, working ultimately for a smaller airline, um, doing more regional work. Alternatively, if I'm willing to move to possibly Hong Kong or Asia um, or the Middle East, um, I think there's more opportunity there for larger airlines. Yeah, I think you're quite right. What kind of uh, training do you think uh, properly prepares uh, new pilots for the problems they may encounter? And how do you uh, feel about the hassles that sometimes face airline pilots because of their limited flying experience? Um, I very much believe that although I do love the time that I spend in the 152s and I love my current job of training pilots, I don't believe very firmly at all that it will set me up for flying an airliner. I think it's um, chalk and cheese and comparing two completely different job roles. So I really think that um, to get the best handle on it, possibly the cadetships that the airlines offer, um, where from the start of your flying training you are involved with a particular airline, you can study their fleet, become familiar with their operating procedures. Um, as opposed to what the industry offers at the moment, which is spending a lot of time in general aviation, whether it be flying scenic tours in small country towns, um, whether it be instructing um, or other jobs, which simply is quite a shock to the system, I think, when you finally do get a foot in the airline that you'd like to spend time with. It's a bit of a revamp to your career um, to try and move really into what I find is a completely different job role. Not aiming in that direction yet? Not just yet. Um, with my aviation degree, we did study up to ATPL level. Um, so we have studied all the systems and performance and flight planning and everything of jets and of large aircraft. And it is of um, strong interest to me. Um, however, with the job that I have at the moment, my fo focus is more on what I am flying and what's relevant to um, my industry and taking the, the further steps. So um, at this time, until I do venture into sitting my ATPL exams, um, I'm quite unaware and quite unknowledgeable, I find, about um, the jet industry and, and that type of flying as I do need to focus my energy and my studies on um, making sure that I'm a good instructor for students learning to fly Cessna 152s. <laughs> yeah, I, I can understand that. But so um, if you were to look at a future as an airline pilot and we're going to move up into high-level flying, long-range cruising, that sort of thing in a big aircraft, what kind of skills do you think you would need to learn to be able to cope with that? One of the largest, I think, would probably be the um, multi-crew environment and um, cross-cockpit communication. Um, it's something that we did touch on in the university degree. However, from what I've seen, um, a lot of the personalities that you come across in aviation, um, to stick two of them together in a cockpit for 15 hours, I imagine, could be challenging at times. 
Um, I also think that with the procedures of handling a long-haul flight in a large aircraft, um, it's just familiarising with all of your emergency procedures and being as confident as possible with the machine that you're flying. Yeah, that's quite right. What kind of flying do you find the most enjoyable? Aerobatics. <laughs> well, that sounds quite understandable. Do you have much of a chance? Um, here at the Royal Aero Club, we do sell a lot of trial flights and experience adventures to um, all sorts of people, whether they're interested in aviation or whether it was a, um unwanted 40th birthday present. <laughs> they come down in all shapes and forms, and um, we do get to take them out and show them what the little 152 is capable of. So a couple of times a week, I do get to go out and practice my arrows. Well, that's part one of those interviews, and if you enjoyed that, I'll be looking to put part two into plain tales before too long.